0: Choosing to listen to Coffee with Katie and Kick Ass Women. I'm your host, Katie Myers, and I've been sitting across from our guest today for the past three years. That's right, Jen Tobias Strusky and I both work for KSAT 12's Essay Live, a local afternoon variety show here in San Antonio, Texas. She is a producer, an MMJ, and a fill-in co-host with the show. In addition to the things that she does at home and on the side, she's a wife, she's a mom, she's a dog owner, and a photographer, and a guinea pig owner too, we can't Leave Out Cupcake, and while she's comfortable now in many roles, her television career started at just age 17 when she was hired to be a video editor at Ken's Five, another local television station here in San Antonio, Texas. A few weeks ago, we met at Rosella to chat about how she made that transition to being in front of the camera which took a lot of time, practice, patience. Um, She relied heavily on mentors, her amazing grandparents that took her to and from work. And we also took a look back on how she joined the SA Live team. She has a crazy ability to turn a no into a yes. I still... Um, Have never met anybody that has the ability to do this quite as well as Jen. So, we're going to talk about that and figure out just how she does it. So, grab a cup of coffee and join me for Coffee with Katie and Jennifer Tobias Dresky. Hi, Jen. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm great. Saturday, Saturday, I'm happy. How many cups of coffee have you had this morning so far? You know, just two. So, this is number two. One and a half at home and in this one. Okay, so, so like two and a half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know me. What has your morning been like so far? Because I know that you've already been hustling.
1: Well, I woke up at six and got ready while everyone's asleep. That's the only way. And so did that, made coffee, made the rye-rye breakfast, and then got ready because I had a photo shoot in the morning. So that was my morning so far. I like to wake up early, even yeah. on the weekends. Yeah. I'm crazy.
0: You always come into work fresh-faced, new outfit, positive. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. And I think we need to tell everybody at home, like, what you're dealing with. Like, on a normal morning, what's your normal morning routine like? Well, I wake up, my alarm goes off at
1: 4.45, and I usually have Rai Rai right up against me. That's my three-year-old. And... uh, we all sleep in the bed. It's Julia, ry Rai, Calvin, Big Ryan. Big Ryan leaves in the middle of the night and cause he, he gets kicked. So I'm waking up to that. I'm usually right on the edge, ready to get <laughs> out of bed. Um, and then just um, sometimes I throw in a little workout. I mean, five minutes, it's all I can get. Um, I'm always anxious about time. So I'm like, okay, what can I fit in? Knock that out, get my coffee going. Get ready, jump in the shower, sit down. And and the reason I wake up so early is because I like my time in the morning. Yeah. So I get my coffee, I feed Cupcake
2: the guinea pig, because she starts squealing if I don't feed her. You um, need to mention that, because she not only has two kids, she has two schnauzers, and she has a pet hamster. Guinea pig. Guinea pig. Okay. Yes.
1: It looks like a big hamster. Yeah. um, So... That's my routine. Duncan usually follows me, my my little schnauzer, and uh, he sits on the couch with me, and I watch the news, and I have my coffee, and I do my makeup, and I... I slowly kind of do that. It's my time. It's weird. It's you like You, like, have a full day before 9 a.m. every day. I do. That's <laughs> my time. Because next thing you know, I hear a little pitter-patter coming, and it's Ray Ray. Yeah. And he's ready. When he's up, he's like, where's my oatmeal? Where's my chocolate milk? Mm-hmm. So he's my early bird. Yeah. So I kind of have to get up early to have my time. But...
0: When I see you, it's about mm-hmm. 9 a.m. or sooner, mm-hmm. and you always walk in bubbly and positive and no matter what you're doing that day, you're like, okay, we're gonna do this. How do you maintain like that level of positivity about cause when you come in, I mean you've had chaos all morning. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what kind of balances you out?
1: Um, I think it's like the drive into work because I live so far. Mm -hmm. I, um, I try to listen to music that gets me pumped. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Specifically my (laughs) Alicia. Yes, I love her. Um, just a variety of things to kind of, you know, and, uh, sometimes I'll look on Pinterest in the morning, like for those positive things. and, And that really does help me. It's weird. Um, you do because you always post some on Instagram. And, and if I, if you'll see that post that day, that means I need it. So, just a heads up. A little uh, sneak peek. Yes, that means I need that motivation for myself. And then seeing people react to it makes me like, yeah, 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 we're all in this together. Right. Uh, but no, and then after dropping off Ryan at the daycare, I don't know, something about leaving him and, like, that kind of gives me that little, mm, get to work, come on, kick some butt, like... You're doing it for them, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. So that drive-in is where I really kind of pump myself up to get ready for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps that I love what I do, too. You know, I'm not, going, <laughs> I'm not going to work, like, no,
0: really, I'm not going, yeah. like, dreading my day. Like, ugh, I'm going, like, it's going to be a badass show. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have anybody in your life that like, I don't know, maybe growing up gave you that positivity or like that kind of showed you, I know that you have like a lot of hardworking people Mm -hmm. in your family, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: Specifically in my life, my grandmother is always in my heart because she was always like super, what's the word? She was proud, and, and, um, when I got my first job in TV, 17, I didn't even have a car, <laughs> so she would drive me to my job, get dropped off, and, um, she, she, I'll never forget that she told me that, she, uh, she, cause she used to call me Sunshine, and so she, she said that, like, she's like, Sunshine, we're so proud of you, mm-hmm. and I don't know why it meant a lot coming from her, like, more than anybody else mm-hmm. ever, um, So, yeah. Uh, And my grandfather, too. So, she passed away, but my grandfather, he... uh, It's so funny, because I saw him the other day, and I asked him... I said, Grandpa, we need to document your life. I want to capture... Like, I want to know the story. That way, we can pass it on to the generations. That's so important. And what he said to me right after that was... Well, let me tell you something. He says, uh, I grew up with nothing. Like, I grew up so poor that my whole life I knew I no matter what job I was doing that I needed to work so hard he told me all these promotions he got working for the city um and he said he always kept his family in the back of his mind and people always asked him why do you work so hard like they would ask him that why? Why do you, you know, how come you've never drank a drink in your life, like alcohol? Mm-hmm. Why? And he says, I'm different. I'm different from others. But it's because I grew up with nothing and my family's worth it. Mm-hmm. And so my grandfather watches the show every day. Aww. And he can't hear that well. Yeah. But I know that he's proud because occasionally he'll tell me. He doesn't tell me all the time, but he'll say... That he talks to his neighbors about me and this and that. And um, so they re- he motivates me so much, more than anybody else. Yeah, like, I
0: don't know what it is about my grandpa, but I just want to make him proud. So. And how does it feel when he tells you that he is proud? Like how do you feel? It feels
1: good. I'm not so good with compliments either. Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, we did talk about that. But um, uh, it makes me so happy that he's proud. So in my heart, I'm like, God, I'm doing what I need to do if I can make him proud because he's worked so hard for his family. And of course, in every family, not everybody is probably where they wanted to be in life. Uh, and you know, my parents are blue collar workers and, and my grandfather, to be honest, he wanted to be a judge, but like he, his parents needed money to save their house. And he, all the money that he saved to go to college, he gave it to them. And That's so selfless. He never brings that up. And he doesn't even know that I know that. And he never complains. But he's so smart. And he, and I know he would have been the best judge. But he... I mean, that just tells you a lot about him. Yeah. And so I try to always keep him in the back of my mind with my work ethic. Right. Um, Because he always taught me, like just to do the right thing you you do the right thing no matter what if nobody's watching you still do the right thing and you give it your all in anything you do right no matter what your role is right mm-hmm. and so I hope that I can carry that on for my kids and that is why I work because I did stay home for some time right but and working is hard <laughs> to have kids and work and a husband is hard so I always keep him in the back of my mind
2: I
0: don't think you're alone and that's why I'm excited that you're kind of yeah. like sharing your story and I hope that yeah. other people will get motivated and inspired when they hear it but um kind of going back you said that you know your grandma drove you to your first job <laughs> yeah at uh, 17 yes and I'm so impressed when I I hear that cuz you were literally working in the industry at 17 hadn't even graduated high school yet Right? I just
1: graduated. Just graduated. Yeah.
0: And you even said like you had braces at the I time. I did have braces. Like you were a little girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is it? Most people work up to that, right? And you just went right in. So mm-hmm. kind of what was that experience like? Um, to be honest, I mean,
1: I wasn't confident. I wasn't confident, but my um, I had an awesome teacher in high school who was confident in me. And looking back, that really was the reason why. <laughs> That I even got in there my foot in the door because of him and I didn't believe in myself right. I'm not gonna lie I was like what are you thinking why are you telling them I can edit I don't know how to edit I mean not with their equipment and so but he lied <laughs> to yeah, them didn't you he, he lied. did and he's like I'm telling them you can and so you're gonna do it I don't know if I didn't have him I who knows where I or what I would have done what was his name Mr. Rios. Mario Rios. He's still around.
0: (laughs) Shout out. And what was your high school again?
1: Southwest high school. Southwest, yeah. Um, And the program, I mean, was amazing. Dragon News. So, I don't know. And I kind of got thrown into journalism just because of, like, you know, oh, you met your English requirements. Let's get you in there. So, anyway, it's funny how things work. Uh, But being 17, going in... to Ken's Five, I, I remember the editor I worked with, She uh, her name was Cindy Good. Uh, she told me after my first week, I, she could see the stress on me. Like, I messed up. My first day, I edited the wrong video. And then, um, to the, and it was tape to tape. And I thought it was all cool and good. <laughs> and it was wrong. And it aired like that. And I remember walking in the hall. And I remember Fred Lozano, may he rest in peace, he was walking down the hall. He was the noon anchor. And he's like, is that is that the new editor? And he like said it, but I was right there. And I, at first I was like, oh, cool, he knows who I am. But I look back and he was mad. He was mad that you I... messed up his show. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, is that the one that messed up the show? Pretty much calling me out. Yeah. Can um, you imagine
2: seeing Jen with her braces? I know. Poor Jen. I know. Cute and all I, could,
1: all I could do was smile at people. Also, um, Jen's
2: like pocket size. <laughs> yeah. For those who have
1: never met her in person, she's
0: super small.
1: <laughs> and she has the loudest laugh uh, in the world. Oh, uh, stop. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, yeah. So that happened. And... Um, Cindy told me at the end of my first week, she says, the one thing about this job is you're going to realize, because she saw it in my face, you're gonna also you're gonna realize that you might not want this. And she told me that, and I don't know that that's always stuck with me. And I was like, dang. Like it was okay to say that. I don't know. I guess I had just been pushed, pushed, pushed. You could do this, you could do this. And then there was Cindy who was like, You don't have to. It might not be for you. And then I, I, I didn't have a car, so I would sit up in the break room, and I had a journal. Gosh, I need to find that journal. But I would write my day like, today was so hard. Today was so difficult. I just remember, like, I had to let it out over my little sandwich, and, um, and it was. It was so much for me at that age to take in. Like, yeah. this is big. This is, like... This is not my little school production and and seeing the breaking news and seeing the urgency and knowing that I had that power, like with the video clips. You have a team
0: of people relying on you to get it right.
1: It was a lot of pressure. Yeah, it was an eye-opener and I wanted to quit so many times. I wanted to quit. Mm -hmm. It was hard, but I uh, I didn't. I mean, I was 18 working every holiday. My family missed me. I missed a lot of things and... um, I don't know why I did it, but something pushed me to stay with it and I did. And yeah.
0: um I don't think it's in Jen Tobias Trusky Jennifer Eva Tobias <laughs> Trusky to quit. Exactly. I really don't. I don't think it's in a I don't think it's part of you.
1: Yeah. It, it's I don't like being told like that I can't make it. And maybe that's why Cindy's comments stuck with me, like, maybe that's why, because then I'm like, no, I can. Um, and, and I wasn't confident even in my writing, like, um, when, they were, when they finally told me, do you want to try to produce? I didn't want to. I, I didn't. I thought, I will never in my life, I said that, oh, I don't ever want to be a producer. I saw them. I saw them over there, like you know yeah. struggling and I was over here like give me your scripts I like, could edit I was like ha you know like <laughs> y'all y'all got it bad I you know I'm good I'm comfortable with my editing yeah I'm good I love video and I love like you know occasionally I got you to still ed- do occasionally I got to edit a package when the photographers were busy and that was like my highlight I was like oh never do I want to be stressed like those people here we and- are <laughs> and then they're like, "Hey, here's this opportunity," and I was like, "Dang it!" Because I knew I wasn't going to turn it down. I was like, "Dang it, Jennifer!" So here's I a changed. challenge. And here, yeah. And so, yeah. And that's what happened. And uh,
0: how long were you editing before you got the opportunity to produce? Um, probably two and a half, three years. And you were going to school at the same time because <laughs> then you went to college. Yep. What year did you enroll? Were you 18, 17 still? Um, yeah, I did community college. Yeah. Um,
1: right after Where did you go? I went to I went to North Vista. Oh, cool. And then um, I even did a semester at Sac. I was kind of like, it took me well. <laughs> and then I uh, eventually transferred to St. Mary's and then just wanted to Once I got there, I was like I need to knock this out. So, uh, yeah, then graduated. So, yeah, doing both at the same time was a challenge
0: also. Um, Yeah. So then you got into producing Mm -hmm. and I'm assuming you went through some training, right? And then when did you get your first show?
1: Yeah. So I had to do a writing test and let me tell you, that took me like forever.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. We could do like a whole podcast on writing tests. That's stressful. It's the
1: most stressful thing ever. And I should, I, I should have like a leg up, right? I should know. I read these scripts every day. But I'll I'll never forget Mike Barger, executive producer. I don't know where you're at, but he walked in and he's like, <laughs> shut out. He's Shout like, out to Mike he's like, he walked show. in. And he's like, You're still lazy. He's like, you're still working on this. I was like, listen, you. <laughs> but yeah, so I remember getting called out on that, and maybe I needed that. I was like, dang, I'm taking forever, <laughs> and I thought I was like you know, cool. But he was like, you're still working on that one script. I was like, sorry. So, um, so that was not fun. But, uh, I, then they asked me to be an assistant producer with the morning producer. Um, and so I was her backup. Her name was Jolie. She now works with Cibolo nature center. And, um, She's, uh, I got lucky because she's one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Like, she's just one of those people that knows everything. Just intelligent and a very good writer. Fast and witty and just, um... Quick on her feet. Oh, yeah. So I got lucky. Now, she wasn't... And I know if you're listening, Jelly, you know this, but, like, don't push her buttons because she oh, was yeah. going to put you in your place. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of scared of her. Uh... But I think I needed that. I think I needed that kind of person. If I was with somebody too nice, I wouldn't have learned as much as as quick. Um, and because of her, I think um, she helped me to become a better producer. Uh, she called me out, like, one time I wrote something that was just inappropriate. She's like, you know, that's, like, a sexual <laughs> something reference. I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you for telling me, because I didn't know. And yeah. so, I mean, I had to get called out a few times. And um, on my writing, it was funny. And... Uh, when she left, I had to take over. There was nobody else. And that's kind of how it works. She left, and um, they asked me to take over the whole morning show. And never in my life did I think I would do that by myself. But I wasn't alone until they hired somebody else. And uh, But she prepared me for that. And um, I don't know. I think I, I have her to thank for just kind of thinking quick and breaking news Mm -hmm. because of course in news it's that's important they always ask can you how can you handle breaking news i was super confident with it because of her you know and and i'll never forget when our lady of the lake was on fire and i had to come in extra early early meaning like 7 30 at night for the morning show right uh but we worked our butts off for that show and that's the show we won an emmy for uh, but I wouldn't. It was because of her. I don't know. It really mattered. When I look back, it's like those people in your life that you worked with, those mentors, those mentors, those coworkers. That I but don't know she, what I would have done without her.
0: I hope she knows that. I never told her that. So yeah, you should tell her. I know. But you can't really like seek out mentors, right? Like they just kind of you stumble upon them in your life. I know. I mean, right? I mean, you can't find them.
1: Yes. And, and Hector, I have to mention Hector, because Hector is my boss chief editor who hired me at Ken's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he reminds me of my grandpa. He's the most one of the most ethical people I've ever worked with as far as a boss. Mm-hmm. And I still see him sometimes out in the field. And you, every time I see him, you know he tells me? Every time. He goes, do you know how proud I am of you? Oh. Because he knew back then that I wanted to be on air. He knew the struggle like yeah. I think he saw it he saw me trying behind the scenes he saw me there when I shouldn't have been there working shooting extra video clips you know what I mean doing things like that um, and he is a great mentor and I have to say like I was always early because of my grandpa yeah, uh, like 30 minutes early to work we weren't in control somebody else was driving you. And but uh, Hector called, said that one time he, he said you know you're always early he's like thank you for that and I'm like and I told my grandpa that. And my grandpa still remembers that because it made him happy. Like, he felt like he was part of it, you yeah. know? Like He's like, oh, he told you that? Mm-hmm. Well, good. I'm glad because I think my grandfather stressed to get me earlier. Yeah. But anyway, mentors, yes. So, so that was a struggle. But I think it was a few years after, yeah, so it was probably like four years after becoming an editor. I took over the morning show and then did that for a few years. Eventually, they wanted to launch the 4 o'clock show with Deborah Knapp. And that was my chance because I they, they had already heard an earful from me like ready to get out the morning shift like so ready they, to not work overnight yeah, anymore so they ready to live like it, a normal person exactly uh, and so they um, they asked me if I wanted to take that on
0: that was your baby the four o'clock show was your baby there
1: and that wasn't easy because let me tell you because <laughs> tell me check the yeah. anchor that I worked with overnight is quite difficult. Uh, <laughs> And he uh, he mentioned—it's okay, we're going to be open here—to Deborah. that, you know, good luck with her. Like, tried to call me out. I was like, oh, okay. He missed me later, by the way, when I left. <laughs> I heard. He was like, God, oh, I want him back. But uh, at the time, I think he scared her, and she told me that. She's, she told me later, mm-hmm. after the show launched, yeah. she's like— did you know that I was nervous to have you as a producer? Because, you know, in the workplace, I guess people yeah. talk and people say things. And don't let that stop you, right? Because right. people sometimes just, they only see one side of you, right? Uh, so it was kind of funny to know that later that somebody told her, like, hey, good luck with her. And do you, you think know?
0: people were giving you pushback because you were so young, too? I mean, was that an issue or inexperience or just... Probably a combination yeah. of things. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, I always worked hard to kind of cater to your anchor style and all that. Uh, and some people you can't please ever. So I think that had something to do with it. But, uh, and, and it, it all depends who you work with, too, because with Deborah, she liked my urgency because I was used to that quick. And so when she would come to me last minute, Jen, I found this really cool story because a four o'clock was more fun. And Jen or, um, Deborah's
0: your co-anchor, right? So, she was the
1: anchor okay, for the okay. four. She still is, I think, now. Um but she'd come to me like with 30 minutes before the show, Jen, I found this really cool digital video. It was back when like Facebook was kind of new, like interact, interacting yeah. with the, the uh, viewers at home through Facebook. It was all kind of new. I found this. Can we add it? And I never told her no. And I think she liked that. I was like, because I was OK, like just knocking it, putting it in fast. Yeah. And so she told me later too, like, you know, thank you for always being open to my ideas. And so, again, just picking all that up with the morning show and, and being an editor, it helped to build that, where I was okay just throwing things in, and that helped me. And so then she had a respect for yeah. me, and even now, we're great. I mean, she always said she saw me more as a daughter, and so I learned it's a lot really from special. her. She, she helped me um, with my track, like, when she knew yeah. I would go in on the weekends and do stories. And she would also a great mentor. She, she, and I
2: think that's important. Like to tell those people that were your mentors, thank you. And tell them because, thank like, you. you. I know. Go back and like the way you said you never told uh, who was that it, Jolie. Jolie, mm-hmm. you never told her thank you. Like, I never did. But like you're saying it now, and you're like, wow, like I should have told her thank you because she know. probably she never knew. Exactly. She probably never knew that she meant something. I don't that think, much, and I know. still don't think she knows. <laughs> I to yeah, her and they Call her. On the <laughs> exactly. Way home. And if you do tell her, it might make a difference. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wow, know. I helped that one person. Like, I, I made a big difference in her life. Look at her now. Like... I know, you're and right. It's worth pointing out, too, that the show Jen
0: took on, the 4 o'clock at Ken's, and launched it, mm-hmm. um, so was... Remember. And I think still is number still one. Still is, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Jen and and Ken's the, was not number one at that time. So Jen came out. Well, the out, morning show was. The morning show was. When I was there. But, you know, uh, I mean, that's a really cool thing to point out is that, you yeah. know, I mean, it always takes collaboration, right? But... You should probably feel really proud of that. She started from the bottom, now she's here. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) My brother sends me that meme all the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, but... but. Well,
0: okay, so I think something that's really interesting is how you made the transition from editing to producing and then producing to being on air. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are really uncomfortable even admitting that they want to be on air, right? Because that's probably the most competitive part of this business. So um, tell me a little bit about how you started to make that transition, Um, who you leaned on, kind of the things you did to practice. That's a good point, Katie. You do feel, especially somebody like me, like
1: I felt uncomfortable bringing that up. I think you're right. A lot of people feel like they don't want to admit
2: that they want to be... Especially because she came from the producer background. You're always behind the scenes and you see these people on air and you're like... How do you tell them? Or, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like,
1: mm-hmm. um, I will share a quick little story, though. Like, when I was in high school, um, I got thrown in front of the camera in high school. Never thought I'd want to be in front of the camera. Oh, I wish I could find that video, because I was, like, looking down. I was reading the news, and it was, like, squinting.
2: <laughs> Squinty eyes, um, braces. Can we please get a picture?
1: But, again, my teacher, Rios. He pushed me. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you. Somebody was out. Uh, the main anchor for the Dragon News. She was out that day, and he needed me. So I was like, all right. But I could never watch myself on TV when the news chart. came on. Never. I would look down. Um, I struggled a lot with that, um, and I still do. Like as far as confidence, like I maybe it's a woman thing, but I, I, you know, I struggle with that. So there's that challenge, um, but. He, he made me feel a little bit more confident. Right. That's where it started. Um, I was like, maybe I can do this. And then, you know, as I became a senior, we would go out to the rodeo. Mm-hmm. And I got to do some little fun live shots. Yeah. Uh, I felt a little bit like, hey, this is fun. And I loved it. That's where it sparked. We went for a field trip to, to k And um, when I saw Leslie Mouton, I still haven't told Leslie this story. But, I, can't um, tell these people. I know Leslie. Better listen. I, I sat and we watched the noon newscast. Mike Osterage popped his head in. Doesn't remember me, of course. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I remember he popped in and made a funny face, and I, <laughs> we all laughed. Um, and we sat and we watched Leslie, and she blew me away. She was so sweet behind the scenes, so professional. Top-notch. Still is. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. And I sat there, and I don't think it affected everybody else the way it affected me, Mm -hmm. but I just, something in me, like, I'm like, this is it. This is what I want. This is what I want to do. Watching her was, like, the most inspiring thing ever. And so when we were done, I told Mr. Rios that. Mm -hmm. And I think he saw it in me, too, and he felt it. I was like, this is what I want to do. I was like, that. Oh, my gosh. Like, he saw it. And, um... There's nobody really else, like, at home. Like, you know, my parents were busy, but, like, I don't really know if I told anybody else that. Like, just him. I don't know. It was just in here. Mm -hmm. And so... um,
2: Little, little fire. It was that moment. Oh, gosh. I
1: knew. Yeah, I'll never forget it. Never. And so, uh, making the transition, moving forward, Ken's five, I knew it was still there, but I was intimidated, like, crazy. Uh, But I was open to telling my news director... I was real comfortable with him. He started when I started, like, the same month. So we kind of were, like, there together. And um, so I guess I would just go on the weekends. I would shoot. Uh, My friend Gary. Gosh, where are you, Gary? Where are you now? He's somewhere in North Carolina. He's my buddy. He's still my boy. Uh, Gary was there with me. And same with him. He wanted to be on TV. He was way more confident than me. Way more. Yeah. Uh, But he would go with me, and he would shoot. For me, and I appreciated that. Would Shout out shoot
0: to Gary. you for
1: him? No. <laughs> I was like, look, let's do my stuff. All right, maybe we'll get to your stuff one day. Uh, sorry, Gary, but yeah, no, I didn't have time to shoot. But there's
2: so many people that helped you. He helped me. Yeah. Oh, my God,
1: he helped me. My friend Chris Sarge was a reporter he, there. At, he knew I wanted to be on air. For sure. He helped me. Mm-hmm. He would take me out and, like, helped me with my stand-ups. Mm-hmm. I had these people, like, behind the scenes on our own time that we were out seeking these stories. Uh, and this is where, like, the features come in because yeah. I I would lean towards those more feature pieces, right? right. Uh, they were shooting a movie in Fredericksburg, um, Seven Days in Utopia mm-hmm. with Robert Duvall. Right, right, right. <laughs> and and uh, I was like, we're not covering this? Well, our sports guy was in the movie. He had a cameo and nobody That's was so covering cool. it. And so my dumb butt was like, I'll go cover it. And it was like, I had to drive with the sports photographer all the way to Fredericksburg. Had my little camera by myself. I shot it alone. Um, and they ran it on the... What is it? Sorry. Great idea to say. Uh, they ran it on their entertainment show because it was shot. It was edited. I was like, here you go. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that took time, you see. And it took... Oh, I mean, it was 100 degrees. Sometime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I met the guy from... The little guy from Entourage, Turtle.
2: I don't know his name. I don't know Turtle. Yeah, Uh, but uh, you took those opportunities that people didn't want to do to do them. And you had, you looked for.
0: uh, Also, with the Dragon News, you know, somebody called off. I'll do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you have to look for those opportunities. You do. Those It turns (laughs) them into yeses. Wait. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And so, like, and. There's the hustle aspect there, too. Because Mm. you realize that you have a job, right? You're an editor. You're a producer. You've got things that you want to do. And I think, like, I'm going to come in on my own time to make this work. Oh, yeah. I'm going to come in after hours. I'm going to come in on the weekends. Yep.
1: And it got to a point where, this is the really funny thing, I did that story on the movie. And I did a stand-up. I had the sports guy's wife, Joy, Shout out to Joy, hold the camera. I was like, can you hold the camera? I gotta do stand-up. She was just tagging along with Joe. So she got she shot it. it. I was like, I'm just gonna do a quick stand-up. Ooh, Cause I, I wanted to, you know, to get in it too. And um, when it ran, here's the funny part. My news director, I gotta do his impression. Jennifer, Jennifer, Did you do that story? I just saw a story on Great Day, and you were in it. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Kurt, I told you I was gonna go cover this. Yes. But it took, like, even though I told him, it took me having to just go and do it and get them to air. I took it to their executive producer because mm-hmm. I knew it was more entertainment. Yeah, Cassandra. Shout out to Cassandra. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, Cassandra, do you want this? It's edited. It's local. And it took that for him to notice. It's so funny. But and then he was like, oh, okay. Then a switch turn. And then it was like, I had my four o'clock show. I was sneaking in stories in my own show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was writing it's scripts. Still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing scripts in the morning, and there was a day I remember. I'll never forget that day. Which is
2: Jen's least favorite job, scripts.
1: <laughs> I was writing scripts in the morning, and then I edited a whole package that same day for the same show I don't know how I did that that day but I just wanted it so bad yep. I wanted it so bad and so I was like I, I could do this so I did it and um, and that kind of became the trend where they just trusted me and, and again that comes with time and building that trust and he let me Kurt let me do that
0: and but it took time and it took me coming in on the weekends and you can't just come in on your first day and be like so you hired me for to be an editor but how soon can I be on air? Mm-hmm. You know, you've oh. got to earn respect. You, you got to earn the to. trust of the people around you. Yes, and make sure you're doing your job before you look to something else. And when I got hired in Colorado, yes. Um, so Colorado is your first on-air job that you were hired to be yes, on air for. Yes. Um, and uh, I turned down
1: a job in Reno, by the way, uh, before that. And I felt really bad about that. And I feel like it's important to talk about that because sometimes you feel like you'll look back, like, what would have happened? Like, what if? I would have. And, and their news director seemed like he was ready to take me under his wing. And my uh, Vicky Buffalino, former anchor, she uh, she she said, you know, I'll talk to him for you. Like, yeah. So I felt bad
0: that I didn't take it because she kind of put in a good word. I don't know why I didn't. Did it came? Did it come between those two jobs, or did you just? It It came first, and you didn't take it. It came first. And so you often, I mean, I think a lot of people will just jump to that job because it's I the know. next thing, right? But you've got to feel it. Uh, I tell you what,
1: after I got that call that night, I was like, what do I do, what do I do? And I, I promise you, I saw a twinkling star in the sky. I don't know, I thought it was a sign. Like, it was my grandmother, like, do it, sunshine. Um, but there was fear in me. You know, I'm from San Antonio. My whole family's here. And I was going to be alone. Yeah. I mean, I had a boyfriend, but even he was like, Dang, I don't know if we'll last, uh, was. you know, so at the time, uh, I think all that kind of played into it and I, and I knew it wasn't going to make that much money. Yeah. I mean, my parents can't provide money for me. So I think all of that, it's a struggle. The news right. business, they don't pay well. Right. I had to keep all that in mind. And I, I, I really regretted it at the time for a while. And then when Colorado came around, gosh, Colorado, <laughs> Colorado, I love you. Uh, that was cool. Um, I was able to, to go, and, and Ryan came with me, fiancé at the time, and uh, and Kurt, my news director, he uh, he didn't want me to go, but but I, I love him because he he talked to her on the phone, yeah. and, and he he's like, I told her. I told her. <laughs> I said, I don't want her to go. I don't want Jen to leave me, but... But I guess you could have her, you know. And,
0: uh, That's the best recommendation. So, I know. It really is. So,
1: yeah. he, uh, he laughed at me, and he's like, I don't want you to go, but you need to go, and, and this is what you want. And so, it's like, thanks, Kurt.
2: Did you feel that fire in you? Like, did you feel...
1: I was nervous. Like, I was like, oh, man, all this time, I'm still this producer sliding in stories. Yeah. And then, now, it's like the real deal, and... Um, And there was a lot of changes when I got there. Like, the news director didn't stay there long, After the one that hired me. Um, It was a different city. And to be honest, I didn't seem like I... I didn't feel like I cared as much about... It's so interesting. Like, you get there, there are people, there's people's stories. But my heart, I I felt like I couldn't connect with these people. I don't know these people. Mm -hmm. I'm not from this community. I didn't have that connection with the community. Um, And so... That was a struggle mm-hmm. there was a disconnect there everything's so new i got uh, three speeding tickets in two weeks uh just being in colorado and, and you're
0: also going through life changes too yeah, right yeah. i mean personal life changes yes this is where you and your husband you're getting or your fiance yes. you're getting married yes you get pregnant with julia yes
1: and even telling them i have a wedding coming up in april they're like oh you can't take any time off until April. What? So, I mean, so many things with the new job and, and starting, yeah, going to get married and then got pregnant. And so uh, that was a lot,
0: a lot, a lot, a lot. But, what did um, you learn from moving away? Because I think a lot of people get comfortable, right? They're like, yeah. I'm not going to move because this is my yep. home base. My family's here. My friends are here. And they're scared. So what did you learn from that?
1: From moving away, um, it was good for me. I think it was good for us as a couple uh, just to not depend on people I think it makes you stronger so much more stronger than you were before even if you don't realize it at the time but it is and uh, kind of like having to force yourself to network with other people uh, seeking out different groups within that community uh, also it's fun I mean to me to get to to be open to new things new culture and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. like that um, so that's what I learned that it just made us stronger Mm -hmm. um it's good to be away I think I recommend that actually to any newlyweds like it made us stronger um I don't know you like to travel too Rossi I I mean just the new experiences like you know yeah yeah and and then saving those because you never know like it comes out like oh I've been there oh I've done that and uh Covering different things with Colorado is just a different kind of news, what they covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it just
0: adds to your experience and building on sure. to that. Yeah. yeah. So you move away. How long do you spend in Colorado? Three and a half years. Three and a half years in Colorado. You guys make the decision to move back, right? Mm-hmm. You're now, you get pregnant the second time when you decide to move <laughs> back, right? Uh, yes. Little baby Ryan? I was pregnant with Ry Ryan, yes. And so, you come back here, Uh and this is kind of where I'm going to transition, we come into each other's lives. Yes! Right? (laughs) Coming full circle. Mm -hmm. So, you did the stay-at-home mom a a little bit, right? years, yep. The stay-at-home mom thing, Mm -hmm. Um, but then you saw an opening at KSAT, and this could take you back maybe to that day you shadowed, but kind of what were you thinking when you saw this job posted?
1: So here's where it started. I was happy being a stay at home mom. You know, I kind of was like, adjust- I adjusted to that. You, for all of you who don't have kids, you'll know when you have your kid, you don't want to leave them. You don't. Um, and so. One- My sister says that
2: all the time. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to
1: leave them. Um, so I was comfortable with that. Um, and one day Ryan comes up to me and is like, hey, you got to go back to work. I'm like, all right, you know, doesn't bother me. I'm here to support my my family. No stranger to hard work. So I was like, all right, are you sure? Mm Because, not to toot my horn, but I'm like, I can get a job tomorrow at Ken's. Like, they'll probably hire me. They're my family. (laughs) Uh, But he was like, yeah, no.
0: We're going to have to work together on
1: this. We got to, you got to get back to work. We got to save more money. Okay. So I reached out. And uh, that's kind of where it started. And I don't know if you know this full story, Katie, but... Um, I'll try to sum it up as best as I can. Uh, they had a, an opening at Kent. They already kind of reached out back and forth, negotiating what I would want and pay. Uh, mm-hmm. Then um, I had already I had already applied for SA Live back when I was in Colorado for an MMJ position. Uh, didn't get that. Uh, But I did come in for an interview while I was pregnant and told them, you know, by the way, I'm pregnant. Uh, (laughs) By the way, there's a baby cooking in this belly, Uh, but I can still do my job. Yeah, I will not do it. And uh, so that, I didn't get that position, you know, even after coming in person. The MMJ position. Right. Um, So time went by and um, there was another opening after I had my son. That's when Ryan approached me about going back to work. Um... So, Ken's had this opening. Producer will let you do some on air stuff too. I was considering it. Then, Mr. David Cusio. Cusio? Cusio? He called me. I guess he kept me in mind.
0: He's the creative director yes. at K 12.
1: He kept me in mind, which I really appreciate, by the way, David, because I didn't reach out to him. But he's like, hey, got yeah. some openings
0: again. Thought of you. Which like, is also encouragement to, if you see a job posting, you think maybe I'm not qualified or like ready for this, just apply. Yep. Because the person you're applying to may have a different position in mind for later. Yes. You know what I mean? Or I, that yeah. Kind of
1: I didn't think Dave was going to call me, but he did. He That's emailed great. me. And so, and he still left it fair like, take a look at these postings and apply, right? You still got to apply. <laughs> so, um, if you want them. So that's where the that's where the issue was because I had Ken's here. Yeah. Then I had this position which I really
2: wanted, uh, Ksat because I've always wanted
1: to work at Ksat. And um, you
2: should say the story the first time you walked into Ksat like you got that fire in you again. Yes. So
1: with David when I met him the first time, um, I did. I felt such good vibes. Like I even I think I told you, Roslyn, when I left just after talking to David, I wanted to hug him. <laughs> I think I did hug him. We're huggers. Which is weird. <laughs> for, Full an, contact, for contact. For an interview. Who does that, right? Oh, Rossi but, did.
2: Guns blazing.
1: <laughs> but I, I hugged David too. And I, I don't know. I just felt like that's where I belonged. Oh, It was such a good feeling. You're all about the vibes. I am all about the vibes. And so um, thanks for bringing that up. But yes, I felt that. And so coming back to this next position you know, interviewed, went and met everybody. It was a different different feeling. I mean, the whole team was there this time. You know, the first time it was just Fiona and the former executive producer that I met. Um, this time everybody's there. And I was intimidated because I hadn't been working for three years. Um, so Ken's was ready to hire me. <laughs> uh, and David took a while to kind of tell me that I got the job. So let me tell you. I kind of accepted the Ken's job. Oh, dang. (laughs) I didn't know
0: that.
1: And, uh, but I never signed a contract. Okay. And so it came down to the wire. I was like, I kept emailing David. Oh my gosh, I'm sure he remembers that. I'm like, "Uh, any word? Yeah. He's like, we still have a few candidates. I was like, forget those candidates. No, just kidding. (laughs) Uh,
0: That is something that I wanted to bring up because I have never had anybody else apply for a job the way that you have. Jen would write me every other day Mm -hmm. she'd email me every other day and she (laughs) would um not just to be a pest that's very important not just to be like what's the update what's the update she would send me story ideas yeah every day she would be like I saw this on the morning news or I saw this on the today show or I saw this article or did you see this video and I've never had another person do that really it's it's incredible it was incredibly impressive And (laughs) I think that's a huge tip for anybody who might be applying or looking is that there's a very um, good way to be persistent, Mm -hmm. not just you made up your mind and you made up your mind and you made up your mind. Yeah, no, that's If annoying. you're giving something to that person, mm-hmm. you were giving me ideas every day. And y'all used one one day. We did. The name generator. And I even wrote back and was like, yeah, we used it. And you were watching. You watched. I watched. Because she would even, sometimes she would write and be like, oh, I just love that you guys did this. <laughs> like she, That's good. I mean... <laughs> it's a, like the way you said it, it's a good pers- persistency. Like there's mm-hmm. good ways it's to go about it. It's not annoying. It's constructive. And... Um, just shout out to you for doing that and I hope that maybe other people would do that too in the future hearing this I, I wanted it so bad and
1: having Ken's like right on my back and knowing that I had to stand out yeah um, but also like I really would hear these story ideas you know on in the on the radio and I had my little source where I felt like You guys could use this in your show. I guess that's how much I wanted it, but also how much I cared. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you felt that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, this would be so good on the show, even though I didn't work for the show yet.
0: It's a gut feeling. I had the same gut feeling about you, and we've all met people where we all kind of came back and were like, "Mm, what vibes did you pick up from that person? But it was always a good vibe for me from the start. (laughs) But, um, so, uh, I... Have You've even made a transition with Essay Live from being behind the scenes to on camera mm-hmm. again. And along that journey, I tried to help you as much as I could, right? Mm-hmm. This is where it's kind of weird. But I, at certain times, had to tell you no, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there were times when you were, like, super mad at me about it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you've always, though, managed to turn that no into a Yes. Even though, yes. even though at that moment you were like, how dare she say no? I'm sure in your head, like that she's wrong, blah, blah, blah. You always ended up taking it and using it in your own way. Mm. Um, how do you manage to do that? Like, cause you're, you <laughs> get so secret. Well, you get so mad, yeah. right? How do you end up turning that anger, that resentment or like into something positive or constructive that you grow from? Yeah. Um, I guess. I don't I I don't know if it's
1: a good thing I just get so passionate about things and it kind of feels me when I get told no <laughs> uh, with anything you can ask Ryan bless his heart he has to deal with me um but yeah so that feels me and um because I care and it comes back to the city too uh, and the stories that I feel like they need to be told. And so that probably plays into it, too, where I feel like, okay, it's a no, but I'm still going to do it. <laughs> um, and I'll find a way, right? And uh, and I'll do it in a way where it benefits the show. And, and so keeping that mindset where it is about the people, it is about celebrating the city, I guess I felt like I couldn't go wrong. Right. Even though I wasn't whatever title they still need to be told and looking back now you hear my story i'm always going to if i have to work a little extra to get something in because i think it's worth it i'm still going to do it and now you know why you yeah. hear you hear my story i've always had that mindset now i have kids i can't probably do as much as i did back in my 20s you know you have to um, have
2: priorities you have yes. to set boundaries
1: yeah yes and so, so I am thankful that I have the flexibility with our show and to be creative, to find
2: time. But also, you're you love you're passionate for stories. Like you're yes. a storyteller. Like that's yes. like your passion. You want to mm-hmm. share those San Antonio stories. I, and I feel like it's missing.
1: Somebody told me that the other day, even at Ksat, even in news, like we need more of the positive. I'm really passionate about that because coming from news. I mean, I'm tired. I was tired of reading those uh, police reports, and there is so much negative in the world. Mm-hmm. Now, being a mom, I want to also share the positive. Like, yeah. people know that there are great people in the city. There are amazing stories. So that's where that passion is, to share them. I think it's me doing my good deed to the world, my little contribution to, mm-hmm. I don't know, the world. I'm
0: super excited to see, like... Where this whole like digital phase that's coming in I feel like allows a lot more room for the positivity and yes. I I hope that news continue go to go in the direction of like good content versus like just hard news.
2: Yes. And I understand, understand st- that too, Katie, because you came from news, like that's your background right. and like it was it's like not always positive, you know what I mean? Right. So. But even good content being like an investigative
0: piece or like yeah. something Go with the good news rather than just the hard news. I don't know. Yeah. Well, think
1: about stories you've seen and the ones that have stuck with you. Like, they're usually those inspiring ones. They're usually, like... They're emotional. They're the ones that you didn't even know existed. And those people that don't want to be found, they're so humble. And, and that's why I love those stories. And and I love it. I love finding them and telling it. And Right. Um, but those are the ones that stick with you. For I sure. think it is important. And we need to do more of those uh, the nonprofits that we oh, were yeah. introduced to, I mean, there's so much good happening, and um, it deserves to be told,
0: you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, what advice do you have? We've kind of come a little bit full circle here. Mm-hmm. Start at the very beginning, start at the bottom, now we're here. Now yeah, exactly. <laughs> what advice do you have to maybe somebody young who's listening, thinking about breaking into the business, maybe they've been told no, maybe they want to be on air, but they're behind the scenes right now mm. just any advice that you want to give yeah um, you just can't give up
1: but I don't I don't. I think it's important to know that you do need to work for it uh, and the harder you work it's always and this comes from my grandpa too but the harder you work it will get recognized maybe not at first you know maybe you have yeah. to go the extra 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 mile to finally get noticed For example, going to Fredericksburg, finally my news director noticed, (laughs) even though I told him I was going, um, they're busy. I mean, your your managers and the people above you, your mentors, they got a lot going on. And now I look back and I can say, well, he's too busy and he's not going to be listening to every little thing I'm throwing at him. Uh, So you got to go, you got to stand out, you got to work hard and... Eventually, you you can do anything. Oh, my gosh. I really feel that. You can do anything. And I never thought that I would be comfortable enough to even fill in for Fiona. Oh my gosh. When I started, I was so quiet because that's how I am. I take time. And I always saw that as a flaw. But but now that you guys have the full me, you know, like, that's, like, me letting y'all in. And, and I'm kind of glad that I'm like that because it's just who I am. It's how I am. So, uh... I don't know. Just you got to get comfortable. You got to find good people to work with. You have to um, just work really hard and know that you can do anything. I don't know. I still get nervous filling in for Fiona. um, And I feel like you're always um, you're always growing. And don't ever feel like you're done learning because you're not ever done. Super important. Never. Humble. Humble. Stay humble, Yes, right? please. <laughs> please, kids. Uh, stay humble. Um, and there's always somebody also, there's always somebody that's willing to work harder than you. Always. Always. And so you don't want to give that up. Like, that work ethic is a very important. And I feel like it's lacking um, with the new generation just and because. And people
2: notice that effort, like Katie, like you who were consistent and you were persistent, like, like mm-hmm. sending those emails and not only just, hey, what's the update? No, like hey that was here's a great idea for your show like you know what I mean you were interested you were invested in the show and people need to do that like you know what oh, I mean? yeah like they, they shouldn't expect to get something yeah right yeah
0: um, you don't just deserve something exactly you need to you work know, for it I didn't just go to school and so now I need a job but yes. like yes and also I love the like everybody has a phone right everybody's got a camera on their computer yeah just do it. Do it. Just, just do, do it. it.
2: Just do it. Just and I love
0: it. that you said too, like that you had somebody out on a story, just hold a camera for you. Like <laughs> oh, use yeah. the resources around Joy. you. She like, was a hoot.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. She was, yeah, she drove me around on the golf cart. <laughs> she was Don't awesome. wait
0: till you have a fancy camera. Don't wait till oh, no. you've got the job. Don't wait. Just start doing it. Start now. doing it. Yeah. And ask
1: those around you. I was lucky to have amazing journalists that had years of experience right there. At my fingertips. Like, so could be like, I mean, I could have just not asked them anything, but you know, yeah. cause I know my stuff to them was like, Oh my gosh, she needs work. But they helped me yeah. and, uh, um, those mentors, they were great. So sometimes people aren't willing to help, but that's okay. That doesn't mean somebody else isn't right. You just got to keep trying. And I think that's important too. Mm-hmm. And just because one person tells you one thing, you know, Deborah heard my track and tried to t- show me how to, you know, sound better. But then I took it to the entertainment show and they were like, just be you. So you get told different things. It was funny. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: it's worth noting, too, when Jen started doing on air from SA Live and we've had this conversation before, <laughs> like she's she's very, very newsy, different, structured, uh, very different from now to like co-hosting now with like Mike. Sometimes when Fiona's not there, you're so different now you're you'll do aerial yoga. <laughs> <Like>
0: you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, that's been a really good transition to watch. Mm-hmm. And it was it's fun to mm-hmm. see you do it in your own way. Mm -hmm. because that authenticity there you go like that's a huge one for me but jed didn't say oh you need me to be here so i'm going to be there tomorrow like you observed you watched you learned Mm -hmm. it's taken you time to be that comfortable that willing to be uh transparent Mm -hmm. on camera willing to take the lead Mm-hmm. You know you're very I think it's a part of you to let the other people around you take the lead you know mm-hmm. when they yeah. when they need to. Yes but when you're on air, you've got to take yes it sometimes and to your credit you do that now.
1: Thank you. and that's a struggle with like, the producing aspect down there that took me some time too but I'm more confident in like hey let's coordinate I mean managing on set behind the scene. I take that, and I'm, I'm okay. Uh, but, yeah. And then when you got that camera on you, whoo! it's totally
0: different. One story I want to tell, and then we're going to yeah. move on to our five tips. Also, okay. what time do you – well, we'll oh. talk about that in a second. But, yeah, it's oh. 11-11. Okay, so I'll tell you one story is that one time on set, there was a guest that came, and they were very, very angry. Like, nothing that we <laughs> said was going to go their uh, way. Yeah. They were just super mad at the world, super angry, giving Jen the worst time. Just nothing she could do was right. Mm. And so little pint-sized Jen walks up and says, Are you having a bad day, sir? <laughs> sir, I mean, we can take a break and come back to this if you want. Mm. Like, I just commend you for, you know, being able to be... It was so mean. Yeah. You know, but mm. like to... You always... Say things with a smile on your face. You know what I mean? And I've learned that from you because I'm very blunt, right? Super blunt, super, yeah. like, just no. But Jen always says, no, not right now. Or no, maybe later. With a smile. With a smile, and I've learned that. I cried that. later that day, by the way, because of that guy. But yeah. But just to be, like, super um, pleasant and positive, and people will walk away with that. And I'm really glad that the people that come to our show... Um, are greeted by well, really the both of you. You know what I mean. You guys represent us really well. I'm really proud of that. And did we mention that that we all work together? <laughs> Don't even remember. Hey,
2: uh, guys, we <laughs> we all work together. Yes, S. A. uh Go watch the show.
0: <laughs> you can watch the show at 1 p.m. on K. S. Twelve on weekends. Monday through Friday. <laughs> Monday through Friday. <laughs> one o'clock. One o'clock. Uh, live from Market Square. <laughs> Shout out. But I really am proud of you guys. Thanks, Katie. And I'm really proud that you guys represent us.
1: So Well, it's like you described it one time. Uh, we're the face behind the scenes. Fiona and Mike are the faces, you know, obviously, on of scenes. the show. But but we are who they see. And, and honestly, that helps with people being comfortable for on air. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's a challenge, too. The whole thing is a challenge. Yeah. Uh, but I love it. And, and taking on everything... Um, I don't know, it's kind of nice to know and and be able to say I've been in everybody's shoes. For me, that kind of makes me feel better about writing for Fiona, um, being my producer role, than being able to relate and understand what they go through, Yeah, you know? Yeah, you Um, know each role. The challenges of every role, um, that helps me to become a better, I don't know, employee there and part of the show, so... That's another thing I recommend. I know we're wrapping it up, but I do recommend that to learn everything. I mean, even if you say, I'm more comfortable in front of the camera than behind the camera, hey, you still should probably learn to shoot. Just just so you get their perspective. I think that's very important. Yep.
0: We often get very judgmental like what, yes. of other people's jobs, or they yeah. don't know how hard I work, or they don't know this about my job.
2: Yeah. But to be able
0: to say, no, I've been in your shoes too, and uh, work there's more empathy that. there, and I really have a better understanding. And yeah, you
2: understand. It's not
0: easy. It's not e- Fiona,
1: what you do, honey. And now that I fill in, like, I have more respect
0: because it's not easy. Right. Well, Jen, <laughs> you're a pretty amazing person. Well, oh, stop You we really are. Okay, stop. <laughs> and um, where can people kind of follow you? Because I know you've got social media. Well, you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at Jen Tobiaszstrowski. Uh, you yeah. might occasionally see a
1: picture with a sloth. Yeah. Oh Yes, yes, yes. Love the animals. Yeah, that's probably the best
0: place. I mean, I have a Facebook page. Same. What's thing. your handle? At Jen Tobiaszstrowski. At Jen Tobias And you're pretty fun to follow too, because you are posting a lot behind the scenes. yes. You get yes. to go a lot of places, and your kids are really cute. So. Well, they are.
1: Pretty <laughs>
2: darn cute. Yeah. Just because I'm the mom line. <laughs> All right, Jen. Yeah. Thanks. High five. High Thanks. five. High five. <laughs> Guys, this is so fun. Okay. Perfect. Have a good day.
0: Thanks. You too. You rock. You Happy too. Happy Saturday. You're awesome. <laughs> All right. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> All right, everybody. I don't know what you're doing or what time it is uh, while you're listening to this, but you need to put a note in your calendar, set an alarm. Send yourself an email. Do whatever you do to remind yourself to thank the people who are making an impact on your life. Am I right? I know that since chatting with Jen about this, that I have reached out to some of those people in my life. And man, I've got a lot more thinking to do. But if anybody if if anybody listening has been thanked before, you know how much it means. And uh, yeah, let's just all make a promise to each other to do that this week. So next week on the podcast, I have a very special guest. Well, they're all very special, but Stephanie Lemoham, Dr. Stephanie Lemoham is my cousin. She received her doctorate at just age 28 and has invented, concocted, I'm not even sure the correct terminology for this, but she's developed this tumor um, in her research that can has the potential to really revolutionize the way that cancer is currently being treated. So she has patented her technology. She has started a company. She is the CEO of her own company to try and make this thing a part of science and a part of cancer treatments today. Um, I'm incredibly proud of her. Uh, She has some great, great insight as to what it's like to be a woman working in science right now. I just could not believe my ears hearing some of the things that she's had to go through. So I'm excited to share her story with you, excited to get that kind of perspective and that insight into that industry. So have a great week, everyone, and join me next week for a coffee with Katie and another kick-ass woman. We'll see you then.